With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the early line. It is our number two on this Thursday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside, and some key injuries to be watching as we approach Sunday in the NFL. The most important to me, Ryan Tannehill, quarterback, of course, of the Tennessee Titans, seen in a walking boot. We're very fortunate to have Dr. Donnie with us to give us his diagnosis here for some of these players. There's an I told you so coming up very soon, not here just yet but what do you make of Ryan Tannehill and if he's not the quarterback it's going to be Malik Willis yeah Malik Willis Ryan Tannehill doesn't matter they're going to get beat outright this week by Houston so we'll get that out of the way right now but also talking about that offense where sprained ankle boot after the game not practicing here why do we like Ryan Tannehill? Because he stands in the pocket, stands tall, and delivers, doesn't ever want to run around? No. We like Ryan Tannehill because he fits with that running game, which means you can work off of play action and get him outside the pocket and on the run. If he can't do that, the point of him starting for me is nil. I want Malik Willis in the game, even though he's a rookie. Maybe he's not ready, but at least he adds that mobility, which is going to be important for that Titans offense. I'm not looking for Ryan Tannehill to have a monster day if he does start, but quite frankly, in that same division last year, the running joke was, I mean, damn, Carson Wentz, you got two sprained ankles and you're out there playing. So one sprained ankle doesn't seem that bad. But we'll see later in the week how effective Tannehill can be in practice. He already missed a practice here on Wednesday. Here is the thing for me. It, I, I'm not wanting injury. I just want to see Malik Willis start a game. And against the Texans is probably the perfect spot. I understand home divisional dog, upset, upset alert, gotcha. I need mm-hmm. to see what the Malik Willis rushing prop is. 60 mm. and a half? 65? And, I mean, what are we doing here? Like, is now, he, can you, though? I, I mean, it, but can you put it that high? I think, my honest thought is, I think it is low 50s. That's what I, I don't think you can hesitate and do a 35 and a half. You're asking for a nightmare on your hands if you do. They post 35 and a half, who's not betting over? That's a good point. Yeah, but even like Justin Fields, though, what was he at? Like Monday Night Football, like 40 yards, 42? Like how high was he? Like, and you know he's going to be running the football over the place. But I think Malik's even more of a runner. Than Justin Fields, mm. I, I, that's to, that's what I think Malik Willis's number one game is, honestly. So yeah. we'll see, but that's what I want Malik Willis to start because I want to see the props. Also, his, I feel like his passing yardage is going to be like one sixty and a half. Because, ah, they're not going to let him throw the ball. Gonna, like Derrick Henry's going to have a rushing prop of like a buck thirteen and a half, looking like Mo Ibrahim, <laughs> especially with what for he Minnesota. Does to them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be – it's a good point. It's going to be like minus 130 to score two touchdowns here. Uh, which, can I just tell you this, by the way, because I know you got a kick out of these. Mm-hmm. Do you know that Jameer yeah. Gibbs, Alabama's running back against Mississippi State, closed at minus 175 to score – anytime score two touchdowns <laughs> on Saturday last week? Minus 175 for two it. of them. No, he did He did not cash it. What oh, a – What a ridiculous – Tough scene. <laughs> 
you know, ugly scene. Ben, no, ben no, was no questions asked. Their best bet of the week. Yeah, put that out there. <laughs> no, whoa, no, he hit his best bet. Ben, ben has found the strategy now. He he bets on Ohio State wide receivers and he's absolutely uh, golden. Amekabuka over his yardage, eyes, uh, so he was rocking and rolling. You have, you have the battle of the eyes, a big game, a high scoring battle, as people it like was. to know. Uh, we're here live with you and the radio audience as well on a Thursday morning. The early line, Sirius XM channel one fifty nine. I told you there was an I told you so coming. Some injuries around Rams Niners. Daryl Henderson questionable. Cam Akers away from this football team. We'll see what to make of the backfield. The I told you so, though, is on Debo Samuel. Again, no one's rooting for injury. But when the hamstrings come around, DRS will mm. let you know if someone's going to play or not. Yeah. He told you Debo's not playing. Debo currently yeah. not practicing. Yeah, Debo's not going to play this week. And also the setup for this is what, Kevin? Yeah, you want to win this game against a division rival. But what's on the horizon for San Francisco? Oh, that's right. It's a bye week next week. It's too perfect. Hey, Debo, we need you for the long haul. We want to win the Super Bowl. You got to be healthy. Sit this week. Get the bye week. We'll see you in de facto three weeks here, and you'll be back and ready to play. When a skill position player has a hamstring injury, even if they have Wolverine blood like Russell Wilson, they're going to miss the football game. Debo is going to miss this week as well. It's It sets up really nicely for Christian McCaffrey. It, I, I'm hoping we get more reports on the expected workload, but boy, could he have a huge game against the Rams. Last one here, Zeke Elliott. This is fascinating to me. I, I believe the diagnosis I read was a, a sprained MCL, and Zeke's like, I just can't see a reason for me to not be out there with my teammates. Is he worried about getting Wally Pipped with Tony Pollard taking his job completely over here? They're playing the Chicago Bears, and they then hit the bye week. This should be Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard. No, it really will. And Tony Pollard saying, like, let it be Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard. But obviously, <laughs> Zeke is a very tough individual, which, again, gets me on another rant last week. Hey, Mike McCarthy, do you remember when your quarterback, your running back's leg almost got knocked off in the football game? Yeah, and you kept giving him goal line carries instead of letting your quarterback throw two or more touchdowns to help the people eat out here? Mm. Let that one stick in your crawl. You, you got to wonder if if Mike McCarthy had under one and a half passing touchdowns. People are, at, people are asking did, the questions. Over. He's got over <laughs> Zeke. I don't know what he's got. He's got Zeke's season-long numbers. He is not going to let Man. what happened to Derrick Henry uh, happen to him uh, from last season. Uh, Rick Harrow allegedly joins the show next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Let's talk business. Joining us right now here on the early line is Sports Grid Sports Business Analyst and Sports Professor Rick Haro. Rick, long time no talk. How's it going? 
KW looked really dapper. I'm back from Easter Island, Patagonia, Cape Horn, uh, and I didn't realize it, but uh, the Dolphins are six and three, right? They they killed the Bengals, and then they must have killed the Jets, and it must have been easy to kill the Vikings, right? Oh no, I just got back, and I realized I should probably stay at Easter Island for a while. I, I you know, I when I I can come back only after they win. So I'm, uh, I, I guess what, they want to get Pittsburgh, yeah. kind of. Yeah, if the team was six and three seven weeks in, you you'd be cooking with grease. Uh, no, yeah. no questions asked. But uh, Rick, as always, there's a lot of business to attend to. The World Series is tomorrow. Astros Phillies is the matchup. A lot of complaining though from Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. as always, and I don't mean the league, but the people who cover it and surround it, saying that the new playoff format has spoiled the sport that we're not getting the best teams in the biggest games. Where do you land on that? And how do the ratings match up right now for Major League Baseball through the beginnings of the postseason? Well, the only way to make that argument uh, sensical is to evaluate right at the end of the season. You take a look at the teams that uh, are their records, and then you gerrymander the playoffs to get the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cubs, and the Mets in, right? I mean, look. Nobody can guarantee that a team that wins over 100 games, you know, starts their pitchers well or manages well. And I know there's a lot of complaining, but it's an interesting storyline. Everybody hates the Astros and the Phillies is a pretty good story. And the Yankees are clearly the number one rated team in all of baseball as far as businesses is concerned. Six billion dollars in valuation. Bottom line is re-sign judge, get some pitching and win. Don't complain. I always find this interesting, Rick, in baseball. Let's say business is booming. When a team makes the World Series, as the Phillies have done, you saw fanatics come out and say the Phillies sold more World Series slash NLCS merchandise than anybody else over the past five to six years. When you get these runs to the World Series, like the Astros and the Phillies, is there a bump in the actual valuation of these Major League Baseball teams? Well, yeah, but the bump is only significant as far as who's going to pay for it. If the guy didn't want to sell, the bump is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. The Phillies came into this season, according to Forbes and Sportico, ranked number eight. Pretty significant, big market, big local TV deal, $2.3 billion estimate value. The average is $2.07 billion. But again, guy's not selling. Look at the team. You got a Harper contract that kind of wraps people up anyway, whether he's worth it or not. I think the jersey sales would be interesting. How about a half jersey with eagle green and a half jersey with Philly red? That would sell really well uh, unless or until the Eagles lose their first game. But what an amazing sports city right now. (laughs) It is just incredible. Bottom line is every team experiences that bump. Why? Because they can increase the sales of tickets. They can increase the sale of club seats. Their radio and TV deals become more valuable. And therefore, they go higher but it's a trophy buy, so everybody wants them if they're a series champion. Rick, we also have the NBA season underway, four or five games in for most of these teams. And there was an early conversation uh, started by Adam Silver about figuring out how to stop tanking. And he offered up a pretty extreme idea, which was relegation. I have to imagine that there would be a 0% chance he could get that pass. I don't see any world. Forget finding the teams that are going to replace your bottom three or five, whatever it teams is. In what world are the Oklahoma City Thunder saying, of course it's okay if we have to go play in the NBL next season? Well, first, before we even start answering this question, pronounce the guy's name. Victor, the big-time French superstar. There you see. There you go. Good answer. By the Mm -hmm. way, most people over the last week, they fumbled it. They go Greek freak. No, no, that's the other guy you can't pronounce. So listen, bottom line is that was just a trolling idea that he threw out there. There is absolutely no way that any financial banker or advisor would allow the league to let any of the teams vote for something that reduces your team's value from an average of two or three billion dollars to about 75 cents just because you had a bad year. Uh, The investors, everybody else, the leases, it can't happen. But what he says is, you better be careful because I am watching you 
And just like David Stern tried to figure out how to get the lottery done with the ping pong balls after the cardboard. Remember the Pat Ewing days when he would stick his hand in the drum and pull it out? And, oh, no, there's a cold card. He's feeling around there for the cold card. Well, nobody really knows what the answer is. And all he's doing is kind of heading off some of the discussion. Everybody would like that kid. He's a generational kid. So you own up to it. You say, I'm watching you, and then you figure it out. Rick, squeezing some golf here. Let's have some fun with this one. Yeah, now, there's two yeah. factions out here, right? The Live Golf Tour and the PGA. Rory McIlroy on one side says, the feud is getting out of control. Phil Mickelson on the other side says, it's a force that's not going away. There will be lawyers involved. But where do you find this down the road? Is there a happy medium, or does one tour have to crush the other tour in order for it to succeed? Uh, I talked to my buddy, Butch Buckholz, who, by the way, he's interesting because he's a tennis Hall of Fame, but he was the WTSC, uh, uh, the uh, World uh, Tennis Association Commissioner, and he was the guy that kind of led this all in the 70s in tennis. Exactly the same. Bjorn Borg on, on one side, you had other guys on the other side, and it wasn't crushing, but you could see crushing from there. And I guess the point is that they got to go down the road a little bit and pay the lawyers even more because the lawyers have said on both sides, because of your antitrust protection, you're safe. I'm not sure either side is safe, but you spent a lot of money on the legal perspectives saying we got to play this one out. Uh, I'll let's uh, talk, you know, next week when next I'm on or whenever I'm going down there tomorrow. I just say, you know, Doral, uh, it's Trump's course. Love the Eastern Open. Love the Ryder Cup. Uh, we don't have it there. We have the Live Team Championship. And there's a lot of uh, hype, a lot of hip-hop stuff, a lot of entertainment. I want to see what the golf is like, and I want to see what these guys really feel like doing with this team format. So we'll have to see. And did they get a Fox 1 deal sooner than later? They got a Fox deal, but I'm not sure when it happens. Uh, Rick, with only a couple of moments left here, tell me what's the latest right now in the sports betting, uh, betting sphere? Are, are we seeing some big revenue in some spots? Are we seeing other states starting to join the party? Uh, yes. Oh, do we have more time to answer it? Uh, is that a, can I can I go? No, I it's enough. Plenty, Rick. All right. Hey, Rick. Hey, let's wrap it up, everybody. <laughs> Get out of here. Yes. Yes. New York's great. Illinois past New Jersey. It's an amazing revenue deal. Maryland's going to start at the end of January. Nebraska will take the eight or nine people that care about gambling and turn it into you can do it at uh, casinos that otherwise allow it. Louisiana looks really good. Ask about it next week because California's referendum is on the horizon, and that's a big one. They spent $400 million collectively on both referendums. They may end up with none happening, but we're still predicting by the end of next year, we may have up to 42 states that have passed it. And then companies like Fanatics that are starting their gaming divisions. Yeah, the world has changed. I've given up on the idea yeah. that Rick's going to let us go to break. So, Rick, uh, <laughs> Dolphins are in Detroit. Yep. Break the game down for the people. Yes. Donnie and I are going to hit a break all year. Yes. You can take Rick Iso if you even want. I mean, it. it doesn't really matter to me. I have a little bit of coffee here. Go ahead, Rick. All right. Thank you very much for the opportunity. You guys can go take your break and do whatever you want to. So the Dolphins are looking to figure out how to get an offensive line beside, besides Armstead that's going to protect this guy. Uh, he also has to have the release just as quick as Marino. Look for a big rebound game. They snuck it out against the Steelers last week. The Lions look good, but not good enough. Dolphins by nine. Take it to the bank. If you want to stay and come back, analysis on the other side. These guys are great. They'll be back after the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. CIDP disrupts. CIDP derails. Let's be honest. CIDP sucks. But living with CIDP doesn't have to. When you sign up at shiningthroughcidp.com, you'll find inspiration and real patient stories. Helpful tips, reliable information, and more. CIDP can be tough. But finding hope just got a little easier. Sign up at shiningthroughcidp.com. Be heard, be hopeful, be you. Hour number two right here on the early line for a Thursday morning. Donnie Wrightside and Kevin Walsh, Sirius XM Channel 159. Four games in the NBA. Is this like a recurring theme here in the NBA? Huge card, four games. Huge card, four games. It seems to be the case here. But nonetheless, we do have some intrigue tonight. Kevin Walsh, 559-560. We'll get right to it. 730 tonight, back on the court. The Dallas Mavericks and the Brooklyn Nets. The FanDuel Sportsbook actually opened this up as a Dallas Mavericks favorite of minus one. It now sits as a Mavericks favorite tonight of minus two and a half. 226 as a total. Last night, we did watch the Brooklyn Nets. (laughs) Not so hot. Ben Simmons back at it again tonight. Give me some thoughts on this game. Because for me, forget about just being a fan. For the fun of watching the Nets, would love to see another loss here for those Brooklyn Nets, even if, at the compromise of your future play, that the Nets can win it all. Yeah, and the thing is, if you put a bet on, like I have, on the Nets to win the title, while it would be nice if they were going to run off an 82-0 regular season, that's Mm. one of those teams that you evaluate. You hope the bracket's kind to them, but you evaluate going into the playoffs, right? Because if they're clicking, they're going to be in a good position. The interesting thing is, though, while I understand that the Nets' perception is actually dropping a bit in the marketplace now. This number yesterday, up against the Milwaukee Bucks, on the road, of course, checked in at minus three and a half. I would think that Milwaukee is power rated higher than the Dallas Mavericks. So now we go from Milwaukee to Brooklyn, and we have almost comparable lines. It begs the question, are we full go tonight for the Brooklyn Nets? I know some of you just rolled your eyes into the back of your head. I know some of you were disgusted, disgusted that a player might not play on a second leg of a back-to-back this early into an NBA season. I'm not even telling you that you're wrong for feeling that way. But it is absolutely relevant to when we are trying to break games down 12 hours away from tip. Would you really be that surprised if Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving missed this basketball game? Would you really be stunned if Kevin Durant didn't play on the second leg of a back-to-back? I wouldn't be. If I am betting this now, I'm only betting the Dallas Mavericks. I do wonder if this has gone a little too far, though. All in all, the Dallas Mavericks are a one-and-two basketball team that have lost both of their road games. Now, they've done so narrowly by two points, but that is where we sit. Dallas has not earned this number unless there are key absences. So that's something to keep your eye on. And to kind of enforce my point that there's some uncertainty from the book, the only player props available right now belong to the Dallas Mavericks. So how would you play this early on in the day? Are we anticipating the fact that the Brooklyn Nets are not going to be full go? The Brooklyn Nets are on a back-to-back. Should this be an easy victory for Luka Doncic or simply Luka's 32 and a half saying, hey, he's probably going to get off. Who's going to stop him if Ben Simmons doesn't play and maybe some other players? You know, it's actually kind of funny because right now, the despite obviously what we were, I was hoping Ben Simmons would be for this basketball team, in the same way that you target number one wide receivers against the New Orleans Saints, you target the opposing team's best player over their points prop 
against the Brooklyn Nets. Zion, over. Pascal Siakam drops 37. John Moran, 38. Giannis, 43. So Luka's 32 and a half in a primetime game makes all the sense in the world. He only missed this once, finishing with 32. But his pregame number was below that. So at the moment, Doncic is 3-0 over his points prop on the season. It's not a bad play. If you like Dallas, I think you bet it now. If everybody is confirmed in, could it work against you? Yes, but not massively. Where if you get guys that are dropped out, four and a half, five and a half, all of a sudden comes in range. If you like Brooklyn, again, I think you pay for some information and confirm that Durant and Kyrie, and if you care, Ben Simmons are actually going to play here tonight at home. Back-to-backs, get used to it here. That's certainly life in the NBA. 10 o'clock game out west tonight. Rotation number 563-564. The Miami Heat and the Golden State Warriors. We saw the Miami Heat pick up a nice victory over the Portland Trailblazers. Now going to have to battle the Golden State Warriors. And quite frankly, not the unbeaten Golden State Warriors. The 500 Golden State Warriors, who last time Mm -hmm. we saw them had a really heated affair with the Phoenix Suns. FanDuel Sportsbook opened this game up at a minus 7. We now see that line sitting at a minus 7.5 as a favorite towards the Golden State Warriors. 227.5 total, up from 225.5 at the opening number. Rebound game here for the Golden State Warriors at home, or maybe the Miami Heat just continue to good times here and get back-to-back victories. So, again, I, I just I have to acknowledge this. If I told you Kyle Lowry didn't play, are you stunned? No. The Heat are on the back-to-back here. Doesn't seven and a half feel like a lot, even if this game's in Golden State? There's some pricing that's going on here with this back-to-back. But let's just focus in a little bit on the fact of what we've seen from Golden State in their home games, which was their first three of the season, right? They scored... 123, 123, and 130. Feels relevant to me. Team total tonight's 117 and a half. But to hyper-focus on that, Steph Curry's points prop tonight, for me, is surprisingly low, 25 and a half. Steph Curry in the three home games, 33, 34, and 33. Steph tonight feels like the play at 25 and a half. Backing Steph Curry in Golden State, feels like the play that's the that to me is a legitimate angle I think the Warriors like most teams are going to be better at home but we know that they have an ability to ramp it up in their building like few teams do hit heights that few teams do they scored 89 89 first half points the other day against the Sacramento Kings and again just to reinforce this point home at the moment the player props that are available, Steph, Wiggins, Clay, Draymond. No Miami Heat player props. I think you are seeing the books right now, back-to-back, early season. We have to see the rhythms of these teams have some uncertainty as to who is actually going to be available. I preface this next game by saying, Kevin, it can't happen again, can it? Well, let's take a look, 561-562, and that's the Los Angeles Clippers looking to avoid a third straight loss, but a back-to-back loss here to Oklahoma City and just one of those scheduling quirks where you play in Oklahoma City, you get a day off, what do you do again? Play in Oklahoma City again, 8 o'clock tip time tonight. 216.5 is the number out here for the total. The line opened up at the FanDuel Sportsbook at a minus 7, now currently sitting here at a minus 6.5. And And my thought question to you or the process is, do you just bet it by saying there's no way the Clippers can lose back-to-back games to the Oklahoma City Thunder, or is there? Yeah, I don't don't love that approach because, one, the Thunder, who they really did dirty were some early prop betters your Lou Dort overs, your Trey Mann overs, all of a sudden the tank was off. Shea Gilgis-Alexander plays last game. A bit surprising to me. And they outright beat the Los Angeles Clippers. SGA right now is a points prop of 27.5 early season, 32-28-33. He is the guy. And we're seeing some guys hit 30s on a little more consistent basis than we're used to. Keep tabs on that. But I have to bring this up. Kawhi Leonard has played two games this season. He is going to miss another game here against the Thunder. They sent him back to L.A. to get treatment on his knee. Here's actually why I bring this up, though, not to slander Kawhi, although I know that for most is the tempting angle. Kawhi Leonard and Ben Simmons missed 
roughly the same amount of time. And one guy is out there playing 34 minutes a night when he's not fouling out and really, really struggling. The other guy has played a total of 40 minutes this season and is going to miss his third game. My point is, the Clippers right now look at their roster and go, yeah, we can afford to miss Kawhi. And honestly, it doesn't matter. We're 2-2, two and two, who cares? He is not going to overexert himself. He's missed a lot of time. The Nets are not doing the same thing, and maybe they should take a look at that. Is that a crazy idea that maybe the Nets should look at the way they're treating Kawhi Leonard and consider that instead of playing Ben Simmons 35 minutes a night and saying, can you please go guard Giannis? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the, what the scenario is for Ben Simmons, but it was an interesting concept you brought up. Like, you sit guys out and you say, force Ben Simmons to shoot. We've seen that before in the preseason. Where the MO for the Philadelphia 76ers under Brett Brown was saying the preseason game, it doesn't matter. Tell Ben he just needs to shoot 15 three-point shots because this score doesn't matter. Just put him up in the air and get some feel-good shots. He was never able to do that either. So I don't know if just that mental block stepping in getting worse and worse. I don't see it alleviating here, Kevin, anytime soon in that respect. One quick we talked about tonight, Grizzlies and the Kings. The interesting part is the Kings are one of those last winless teams in the NBA. But if we're trying to line this game up, Minus three and a half. That's it for a team that's three and one with the Grizzlies. What gives in this one? Yeah, I think the home court advantage is factoring in. And again, Memphis sneaky is a team that a lot of betters and the books were lower on than what they offered up last season. What has been saving Memphis from any type of disaster is John Morant hitting a new level of superstar and scoring 35 a night. I'm looking at this total. Look, I know we're not kind of last year, everything's low scoring, but 236 still feels like a ton. We have seen Sacramento play both home games to the under. I think that 236 might be a bit too much, DRS. All right, there you go. Wrapping up with the NBA Hardcore. Back to the gridiron. We go next Thursday Night Football. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Shining through CIDP to me means being able to do what you want to do and not what the disease is telling you you can't do. Don't give in to the disease. It's not easy, but I'm going to do it. And like I've told people, I may have CIDP, but CIDP don't have me. Sign up at shiningthroughcidp.com to get real CIDP stories and resources. Ravens, Bucks. What a game here on Thursday night. I know there's injuries. I know it's a Thursday, and I know maybe those two teams have offered up some struggling moments. But no matter what happens in this game, it is going to lead to tremendous conversation. Either the Bucks are back or the Bucks are done. Either the Ravens have proven that Every single time they've blown a double-digit lead was a fluke, and they maybe are one of the four best teams in the NFL, if not more, if not better than that. Or the Ravens have some legitimate concerns 
around their team. It sets up fantastically. We opened with a one and a half point line that was favoring the Baltimore Ravens on the road. Surprising to me. Again, I know things have been bad in Tampa Bay, but still at home on a Thursday night. We're back to one and a half point favorite now for the Bucs. But some of that also to do with injury. Talk to me. Bucks, Ravens, one and a half at home for Tampa Bay on a Thursday night. What do you like? Yeah, I'm not liking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this is coming from a guy that always says you'd build the case for the home team or no team here. I don't even know how you build a case for the home team, to be honest. Like, what are we expecting? The, you know, proverbial, oh, get right game. Get right game against who? I mean, you just had two back-to-back get right games. You look terrible, and you got even worse. So I'm supposed to believe on a Thursday night game with short preparation going up against the Ravens that the Bucs are just going to handle their business. And also, the Bucs being injured, it seems like, across the board. Offensive line, tight ends, defensive backs. They don't have many, so it's not as if you can say, okay, I'm just going to trust Tom Brady tonight to get this right. I trusted him last week. They didn't even score on the road against the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, 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 I know. Mike Evans dropped the 75-yard touchdown pass, but there should have been much more of those type plays against a dead Panthers team, and there wasn't. So if I'm coming in and I say, trust factor, which organization right now do I trust more? You had one team that basically gets a double-digit lead in every single football game. Whether or not they close out is another story. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm out of my wits right now saying, what do I get them on a night-to-night basis? Or should I say, what do I get from them on a night-to-night basis? The trust level, Leonard Fournette, he's not getting any room. And also the passing game, it hasn't opened up. And don't tell me Rob Gronkowski is one phone call away to open everything up. That's not happening either. So when I look at this game myself, even though the Ravens don't give me a ton to cheer about, and they're banged up at some key positions, wide receiver Rashad Bateman still battling that foot injury, hip injury there from Mark Andrews. If they're not healthy, where is everything coming from? But there's one football player in this game that I say, Donnie, who would you back out of everybody? So Lamar Jackson. So I absolutely love the Bucs here. And I think that this is mm. a perfect get-right spot because the Bucs are oh. finally home. And it takes a lot to beat Tom at home, especially more recent times in Tampa Bay. Last year, they only lost one game at home. That was to the New Orleans Saints, who obviously just happened to own this team with uh, their defense clicking at the levels that we've seen it. Tom was able to catch him this year. The other uh, season, they did lose three home games, actually. But again, look at who did that. Once again, the New Orleans Saints, because they absolutely own them. The Los Angeles Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs. This year, who beats Tom Brady at home? Patrick Mahomes, once again. And then the Packers in a game where they had absolutely zero wide receivers. These last two games have been a disaster. I know they've been a disaster. You know they've been a disaster. But they're back home, finally. That's exactly what they need. Julio is back. Mike Evans doesn't drop a 75-yard touchdown, and the conversation is probably a lot different if we're being honest. That's how these things go. I know Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have had juice. Not enough juice for this kind of a number. It's moved for a reason. I think the Bucs win here. I think the Bucs win this by at least the field goal. And the other problem for Baltimore, while I know Tampa has injuries in their own right, is boy, Baltimore could use this game to be on a Sunday. Questionable tags on Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews. The passing game was already struggling a bit. And now your top two pass catchers, especially Mark Andrews, could miss this game. I know that the ground game is a bit different when you break down the Baltimore Ravens because of Lamar, but we know it's a little bit tougher to run on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Always has been here. I struggle to see where Baltimore offensively does enough, which brings us to a total of 45 and a half. Don't you just take under prime time, a couple of banged up football teams. Like, I know you said, I don't know how you make the case for Tampa Bay. I just did. It was fantastic. You probably like that. You probably like the Bucs now, if we're honest with yourself. How do you make a case for over 45 and a half in this game? Yeah, it's pretty hard to do. Other than saying just, you know, the Tampa Bay defensive secondary is very injured. And you say to yourself, now hold on now. If the, you know, the Carolina Panthers can roll up 21 points and score a few touchdowns against the Buccaneers, if you use the bell curve, that's like 45 points for every other football team. So maybe that's the case that you use. But also at the same time, 
Baltimore, who are you coming to the table with? Because we usually say, like, hey, let's get these picks in early in the morning. Whenever I told you, hey, before the game, boy, Bateman looks great. Andrews looks great. They're good to go. Like, okay, I'm feeling that. How does both of those guys sit out? Is it just a Lamar Jackson show where he's 16 of 23 passing, but he had to run 17 times to keep the chains moving here? It is an under game to me. It really is. Because also, get right game, meaning maybe for the Bucs now, get right meaning winning a football game. I just can't see the Bucs going, hey, man, we wait no year to drop 45 on a Thursday night football game at home. If I will say if by any chance they are clicking at that level, I think they will take those liberties because, boy, could they use it. But I agree, it's a bit of a far bridge to get to to see that scenario playing out. Anytime touchdown scores, minus 110, Leonard Fournette, plus 120, Mike Evans. Gus Edwards checks in at plus 145, same number on Mark Andrews. Then you start to get into some of these bigger prices. Are you interested in the anytime touchdown scorers tonight? Yeah, three of them that I have here. And if we're taking a look from a Tampa Bay perspective, I'm not really happy with what I see out of Leonard Fournette. So I'm going to drop him down a peg here on the any touchdown market and just go with the two valuable wide receiver options, which probably between them are going to get close to 20 targets. Chris Godwin and also Evans. Plus 120 for Mike Evans anytime touchdown and Godwin at a plus 70 price. If we're flipping it over to the other side, sort of a projection. Obviously, I'm not going to jump in bed with Rashad Bateman to score a touchdown if he might not play. The same thing with Andrews. But if both of those guys, guys do play, there's legitimate chances they score. Devin DuVernay here, plus 175 price here. Anytime touchdown market, somebody at the wide receiver position, if they're catching a touchdown pass, it's got to be him. That's where I'm looking to go with the value. I think Tom has often been a guy that if, if they're at the five-yard line, right? I know this is what you were hoping for Dak last week, but – if Tom's at the five, he'd prefer to throw it. The the, the rushing offense for yeah. Tampa Bay right now is the worst in the National Football League. So attacking with the pass catchers makes sense. And even just taking a look right now, Tom Brady over one and a half passing touchdowns is minus 136. I know that for some, that's maybe a leap of faith. He's only done that once, once this season. But it was something, again, that he was able to do routinely last year. And sometimes it's about the number. Tom Brady, again, it used to be a two-and-a-half, plus 110, one-and-a-half, minus 190. So to see an accessible minus 136, I have to admit, is tempting. Where else are you looking in the, par- in the passing props, receiving, or rushing markets? Yeah, not individually there because I can't get a good feel, but you do bring up some good points here. Baltimore does struggle in the secondary. So obviously if I'm leaning towards Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, those are going to be the de facto guys that you want to get untracked, meaning 50 yards, 70 yards, 80 yards, 100 yards to get those good vibes going for the second part of the NFL season. I don't have anybody rushing, receiving those props individually, but I did look at a kicker prop individually now Monday night football didn't work out so much in my favor here because only 14 points were scored by the New England Patriots which means they weren't even lining up for field goals but anytime you see a Tucker prop and it seems like most of these teams as long as they're in the football game you know not heavy underdogs around that seven and a half range which means two field goals and two extra points and quite frankly three field goals might be in the fold tonight so Tucker over seven and a half points at a minus 114 I think makes some sense tonight here from a prop perspective One guy I'm going to look at tonight is Rashad White. The backup running back for Tampa Bay might not be the backup as much in this game. Due to some of the struggles that Fournette has had, there's been rumors Mm -hmm. and suggestions that Rashad White could see a lot more playing time here. I want to take 36.5 rushing plus receiving. Instead of trying to narrow it down to one or the other, he had his best running game last week, six for 24 on the ground. In the receiving games, we've seen some big performances, five for 50 against Kansas City, three for 28 against Atlanta. Again, that was the last time that they were at home. I'm going to be interested in the Rashad White number of 36 and a half rushing plus receiving. If you want a big anytime touchdown score, his number checks in at plus 280. Match specials, fascinating game. Mm-hmm. High-powered quarterbacks, preseason expectations on these offenses would be big time. So you're getting big plus money due to the underwhelming nature of these football teams. What are you doing in the match specials market tonight? 
Here's what we need tonight, right? And I know FanDuel does watch this show, and they're waiting to say, where did DRS and Kevin want to go tonight in this market for a possible odds boost? Well, this might be the first time I'm going to jump back in with what, Kevin? One touchdown pass from each quarterback in each half here. It's already priced very, hey, look at me, at a plus 490 price. Put that bad boy up around 6-1 to one as an odds boost. You know I'd be right in line with that also. One that I'm having fun with here. Almost hit in the last primetime game. One field goal every quarter. These two teams, I don't know how many touchdowns we're scoring here, but if we're crossing midfield, at least on one direction with the Ravens, that's an automatic three points and maybe doing the same thing here with Tampa Bay. One field goal every quarter in this game, six to one here. I might have to get involved with that as well. All right, trying to move it around a little bit. Looking through this, the featured by the way, and yeah. there's some interesting options there. The oh. one that I have to admit stood out is your prop at 16 mm-hmm. to 1. It does feel like a game to take a look at. Each team for a touchdown and a field goal in each half. Yeah. At plus That's 116. Or at 16 to 1, excuse me, tonight. We know yeah. Tampa Bay occasionally can stall out in the red zone, and Justin Tucker, if he kicks it, it goes in. It's an interesting number. Mm. The other number I'm going to look at, and I, by the way, I think uh, each team for one rushing touchdown and one passing touchdown, it's going to always be tempting to me when I look at these two teams. And I look at the price at plus 250, but yeah. I am probably going to be on the 504 tonight. Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson to combine for 500 passing yards and four passing touchdowns. Is it because it's a principal play? Maybe. But it's also Tom Brady being involved with a 504 to plus 280. If I would have told you that was the case last year, it meant the opposing quarterback was Justin Fields or P.J. Walker, not Lamar Jackson. Brady last year was, I know, I don't want to make it sound like it was easy, but there were a lot of 303 games for Tom. And I know it's been a while since we've seen that, but a part of me really does think Tampa Bay can have a nice night offensively. And I think that's a bit of a ceiling for that team. A world where this game finishes, though, with Brady throwing three touchdowns and 280 yards, and then you need 220 and one from Lamar is absolutely fine. And to get that at a plus 280 number is something that is tempting. Huge game here tonight. Definitely needed if you're Tampa Bay for Baltimore to keep pace in the division. It's critical as well. One and a half point spread, minus 132. That Tampa Bay money line. We'll see how the injury report shakes out as well and sports good will have you covered all day long you listen up before you go anywhere sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com with the wells fargo active cash credit card you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Shining through CIDP to me means being able to do what you want to do and not what the disease is telling you you can't do. Don't give in to the disease. It's not easy, but I'm going to do it. And like I've told people, I may have CIDP, but CIDP don't have me. Sign up at shiningthroughcidp.com to get real CIDP stories and resources.
All right, last segment of the day right here for the early line. Sirius XM Channel 159 right here on the Sports Grid Network. Donnie Wright, side and Kevin Wall, 7 to 9 a.m. Carrying the torch before we hand it off to Ben Stevens and the morning after and the rest of your Sports Grid day. A lot of topics we went over today talking heavy NBA action. And, yeah, there is an NFL game on tonight and also a couple college football games as well. So a pretty good sports night out there. But there are topics here that sometimes rise up where sometimes coaches and players start to speak and it sinks in as maybe this is the right move we're talking about the nfl and it's playing surfaces so listen up Grass versus turf. And what happens there in the NFL? Well, for so many years, most teams would have turf. Why? It's easier to maintain. A lot of teams had turf back in the day in the multi-purpose stadiums like Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. Easier to switch around the football field and also the baseball diamond if you just have to cover up a couple patches of dirt as opposed to what we saw for so many years down at Pro Player Hard Rock Stadium in Miami and also out west there in Oakland where the Raiders would be forced to kick field goals on dirt and that was a massive disadvantage if you landed on that spot but even the bigger issue here is injuries here and there have been instances from 2002 to 2008 that we've seen some things come out and this is a safety panel rating that the rate of acl injuries is 88 percent higher on field turf than grass the nflpa also had a statistic come out that said 28% higher rate of non-contact lower extremity injuries happen when playing on artificial turf. The Philadelphia Eagles currently have a grass field. And Jeffrey Lewis said it time and time again. It's not so much about the maintenance cost. It's the players. This is what they want. And sometimes when you're trying to attract free agents to play in your city, it's attractive to have been played on grass. And I get it. I played in my career on grass and turf. I didn't play on the brand new, really nice field turf. But I got to tell you, any form of turf is horrendous compared to playing with the ability of playing on grass. Maybe they'll change it up in the NFL, and maybe that'll be a sticking point in the next collective bargaining agreement. Stay tuned right now. Ben Stevens coming up on the morning after. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. CIDP disrupts. CIDP derails. Let's be honest. CIDP sucks. But living with CIDP doesn't have to. When you sign up at ShiningThroughCIDP.com, you'll find inspiration and real patient stories. Helpful tips, reliable information, and more. CIDP can be tough. But finding hope just got a little easier. Sign up at ShiningThroughCIDP.com. Be heard, be hopeful, be you.